Welcome to Entertainment Talk TV, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Grey, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good Matt, thank you for inviting me on. It's alright, it's good, good to have you back again. Um, before we get into anything here, uh, we got something a little bit to uh, to celebrate um, uh, in this in this particular case. Uh, so last time, well, apart from this week on Geek Town, the last time you were on a podcast with me was the five years of Entertainment Talk celebration, which I still think about that and uh, still kind of a, a big episode and everything. Uh, on that podcast, I went through everybody's episode count. Of course, mine was ridiculously high compared to everybody else's, but um, for obvious reasons, you know, that that sort of thing. Um, but we mentioned on that podcast, you had done eight episodes. That was your ninth. So yep. uh, we have something a little to celebrate today because this is your tenth episode. Hey, on double Timotal. figures. Yeah, you got there. You got there. Uh, maybe you'll catch up with me one day. Who knows? <laughs> so... Oh, no, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, no, that, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been a bit delayed uh, being incredibly busy over the last few months. So thank you for being patient with me to get on while I had a little bit of break this week. So uh, it's really good to be on. Finally, I know we're planning it for about two, three weeks, but it's just becoming so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so no, thank you. Now, here is my 10th episode. Double yeah. figures. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, what was Bex on again? Let me just, I've got the document here, actually. Uh, that was her sixth episode, because it says five there, and obviously another one. So, and then uh, David and Robert are on like two hundred and four hundred or something. So they're in the hundreds. They're miles yeah. away from me. Miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's awesome. Um. Uh, so what do we need to? Uh, yes. Uh, here to talk about different TV shows that we've been watching. Uh, so I'm going to let you go first. Of course, if you bring up a show that's on my list. I'll take it off my list because then we'll have a discussion then and there about it. I suspect there will be a few shows that will be the case for. Uh, I've got 10 shows. You said you've got five. Is that right? Five or, five or six, I think I'm going to briefly mention. Okay. Um, and if they're on your list, by all means, yes, give it a shout. So, um, uh, yes. So I, I'm ready to start. Are we ready to go for it? Yeah. Yeah. What, <laughs> uh, what one do you want to talk about first? So I think um, I'm, I'm reflecting on like, I've just changed jobs. So in April, I, I went back into uh, quite an intense job. Previous to that, I was at home a lot. And so I had, you know, when I finished at five, I was straight away in my lounge. And so I had a real, um, real smorgasbord of what I could potentially watch. And because my time is so condensed now, I've been trying to find those those programs of high quality that are worth watching in those 30, 20 to 30 minute time slots. Mm. So a lot of the film the programs I'm watching are normally sitcoms, but some of them are dramas. But I just want to talk about five or six that I feel are worth those quick watches on the commute. They are genuinely full of content, which I would value. Not ones that are forgettable. I could be watching something else or doing something else while I'm doing it, but things that I will enjoy. So I'm going to firstly talk about um, Special, which I, I've mentioned already on my Geek Town appearance this week. It's a sitcom on Netflix, um, and it stars the comedian Ryan O'Connell. Uh, Ryan O'Connell is a comedian with cerebral palsy, and he's also gay. And he had a season about two years ago, which was about six episodes of 15 to 20 minutes. And there were these small little snippets of his story about how he relates to his mum. He's a blogger as a job, and he's trying to fight for independence of being a uh, a gay man with a disability. He had those beautiful six episodes, quite funny, quite unique, because that's not normally the time frame you have on Netflix. And he got a second season. The second season released about two weeks ago. 
30 minute episodes a full 10 episodes and it was just really well told um i'm always looking for really impactful um lgbtq plus tv programs and this for me was was just right and it, it hit the sweet spot of um getting it right in terms of thinking about all those all the issues that this young person is going through uh, and telling a real story from you know it wasn't a um a straight production team telling an lgbtq story it was his story and he is you know a genuine person it's bringing his story to life so that's my first one very quick mention if you want to go on there go and watch it on netflix um have you and then, have you seen uh, love victor yes that's on my list actually okay no when um, you when you said lgbtq it kind of yeah. reminded me of that so yeah so uh, so yes i would recommend special uh, then the one before that that I finished was The Fantastic Motherland um, on BBC. Again, another good set of episodes, 30 minutes long, five episodes in this season. Um, and it tells the story of a group of mothers in a very middle class area of England and how they interact with each other and how their lives are affected by what we would see as the mundane elements of life. But actually, some of these are really impactful. Um, and they do also pepper in some really serious issues in the backdrop. And it genuinely made me laugh. And that that is something that really shows well with me. If something has made me sit there and properly laugh out loud, <laughs> then I would always recommend it. Um, and the, the first episode, they obviously it was shot during Corona times. For the first episode, they mimicked the corona element with uh, a big show and tell on knits. There was a teacher at the front and she had her assistant and she kept saying to the assistant, next slide, please. And they had all the parents in the hall talking about this knit outbreak and how they must isolate if they've got knits and they must not bring it into school because you could pass knits on and now you're going to be in a knit bubble. And it was just this sort of parody of what we've been going through over the last year, but told through like uh, a situation that parents are young people. So that's a BBC comedy. Um, absolutely would recommend that if anyone else is going out there. Uh, my third programme um, is the fantastic Dollface, um, Disney Plus. That's so, on my list, yeah. Yes. So onto my third channel, Disney Plus. Again, it was really well told. I think there was probably a couple of episodes in the middle that I... I was losing interest a bit, but as they sort of swept it back into and they there was a twist. I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't maybe watched it. There's a twist in about episode seven or eight what in, interconnects the two parts of the main character's lives. And you suddenly get where the story was going. And it's about her measuring how good she can be as a female friend. And I know the story is being told from the point of view as a as a girl who breaks up and is trying to find her friendship again. But it is an allegory for our lifestyles. And when we get so swept up in certain things, how we sort of reconnect with people if that thing does stop happening. And I, I just really enjoyed the story that was being told. Um, and I would definitely 100% recommend that one. I'm sorry for stealing it from your list, Matt. But uh, no, sorry, we could talk about it together. So absolutely one of my recommendations. What were your thoughts on it? I, I really liked it a lot. I thought it started strong and finished strong. I do agree that the middle had some, like, okay, you're meandering a little bit. There yeah. was one particular episode. I can't remember which one it was. But there was an episode where uh, the main character was, like, stuck in this museum. And one of the other girl friends, uh, like, her friends that are girls, girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and they were, like, one of them... 
invited like an ex to a party or something and they went on this carriage thing yeah and the episode my my biggest problem with the episode was that it really didn't do anything with the main character uh not, nothing noteworthy that i remember now anyway and nothing that i remember at the time and i remember finishing the episode and thinking like what and i thought like what was that like yeah. what 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 did you even do in this episode um cuz the the uh the ex of one of the one of the women um explains like th- these changes in his life or something like that and it was really sort of like okay this is a bit sort of different and and strange for this show uh, i did like the whole um i don't know how else to how else to describe it sort of cat woman kind of yeah, thing like, woman who had like a, yeah. a almost like a princess caroline from project horseman but in live action that's the best way i can yeah. describe that yeah okay yeah. yeah, if you for those of you who haven't seen Bojack Horseman, yeah. look up. I, I really like. That. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that haven't seen uh, Bojack Horseman, first of all, go and watch it because it's fantastic. Uh, in, in my opinion, Bojack Horseman's still the best adult animated comedy um, that's that's out there. Uh, but yeah, if you Google Princess Caroline Bojack Horseman and then you look up, you, you look at that character in this show, you'll see what I'm kind of talking about. So. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I liked where that character came into the show and sort of like helping the character, the main character, navigate through different decisions and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, like mo- most of it was very, very strong. It was just that episode and a few other bits and pieces that were like, okay, I don't really know what you're doing here. But um, it was it was very, very good for the most part. Um, I think it ended like the actual season finale episode was very, very strong, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to lead it into interesting places for. Uh, for season two uh so that's uh, for those of you that want to watch that that's on the star section of disney plus and uh, i think it's uh, pretty sure it's a hulu show in uh in the us I-, I mentioned this on geek town a little bit i love the fact that disney's done that of of not giving us hey here's like hulu uk for six pounds please subscribe to that as well they've basically said here's the price raised a little bit more and we'll give you star um yeah instead because yeah. it really doesn't matter that it's called star instead of hulu it's we, we know kind of what that is uh it has led to some very strange things like sons of anarchy and walking dead being on disney plus which is very strange <laughs> but uh it, like you go on there and you see like frozen and toy story and like uh beauty and the beast and then there's sons of anarchy it's uh it's a bit strange but anyway yeah it's a bit um, of a juxtaposition yeah sorry a bit of a juxtaposition of having all that friendly child childlike stuff yeah and then the serious drama on the other side mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure we'll get used to it eventually it's just a bit strange so um but uh anyway uh but no i thought it was good just apart from a few episodes here and there that sort of didn't quite work um and for some reason i don't know why it was it took me about two weeks to watch that season finale or about a week or so things that i kept going to watch it and other things kept sort of coming up but then i sat down and watched it one night and i was like oh that was actually really quite good so yeah i think i i didn't realize it was 10 episodes i was sitting down thinking that it probably had 12 or 16 and then i then i it dawned on me oh this is lining up to be the finale a quick check on imdb and i was like oh it is the finale i didn't i didn't know it was only 10 episodes i think when i came round to it but uh, you know they you know apart from that lull in the middle really enjoyable can't wait for season two Mm-hmm. Do you know which episode I'm talking about? For like, I little... do. I know exactly which one. The one that we're in the museum, um, and she has to get an outfit together from the museum gift shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the really weird thing about that was she was trying to like avoid an ex or something. And it's like, okay, this is a bit like I I know that there's this whole thing among the show of 
avoiding awkward conversations with your ex, but that that was a bit a bit mm. silly. <laughs> like she's proper hiding in this museum and everything. It's like okay, you can just walk out and leave. Like you do know that you could do that. So um, yeah, and then didn't she like actually accidentally got arrested for something and then got let off or or whatever? I think so. Yeah. And yeah. Again, it was like like you say the episode almost was a little bit forgettable. I'm trying to think now what their motivation was in in the storyline just thinking about what you were saying like what were they doing in that episode um it was like she was supposed to be somewhere else i'm sure and that's obviously starts a bit of a rift with her one of her friends that leads into the finale but yeah i know exactly which episode you mean but i can't pinpoint what exactly was happening (laughs) yeah so uh but we still recommend the show just uh get ready for that episode (laughs) so um, um what, yeah, what I'm going to move on to um, ITV now, I, but I'm going to say this with caution because I know how you might not be able to get this anymore, so you might have to wait for <laughs> That's Netflix. That's true. It's funny because it's, it's true. <laughs> it's Superstore, the final season. I finished it at the beginning of May, um, so if you are trying to go on ITV and they've all gone because I know they only have them on there for like seven days, hold tight. I'm pretty certain Netflix will drop them within the next couple of months. And it's the final season of Superstore, uh, which we were anticipating. Um, We obviously lost our lead. We lost Amy Souza. Um, However, they did it a real justice by bringing her back to open the season and see off her storyline and obviously helped that the end of the season as well they they sort of tra- played a, a true honesty with her character and they didn't do that awkward thing about you know forgetting that she existed they continue to reference her show even though she wasn't appearing and to be honest they was such a good ensemble they did really well in those episodes without her um and i enjoyed every episode I, i'm a bit sad that it's gone now it's something that um, I think I took it for granted a little bit. It's something I used to watch quite regularly. Um, and to know there's going to be no further episodes of Superstore makes me a little bit sad. Um, I know you're you're a fan as well, Matt. Uh, what did you think of the last sort of batch of episodes? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought they wrapped up things really well. It, in, in kind of a cliche, typical way, but I do not mean that in a bad way at all. It, in sort of, okay, let's get these characters settled in terms of what they're doing next like who's having kids who's married what jobs are they doing next and that that kind of stuff um so i thought that was uh that was really good i I like the way they handled covid throughout this season as well it was very sort of seamlessly put into the show whether that's whether that's just because we're so used to covid at this point and like wearing masks and stuff um I, i i don't know but uh yeah they did some interesting things with that this season and for, for most of the season they did have masks on whenever yeah. they were at the at cloud nine uh which is the actual name of the shop uh so they they did that some uh some good justice as well i agree with you as well in a way that it wasn't the case of oh it doesn't matter that she's not here it was sort of this show's strong enough to carry on without her it will be stronger with her but it's still strong enough without her yeah to where you didn't miss her but you also didn't weren't sort of like oh not bothered if she didn't come back uh, and then of course they wrapped that up uh, pretty well as as well so um, yeah it was it was cool with the last um, in the finale as well they showed like a little uh, montage o- over the over the seasons as well that was uh, a good little sort of not really flashback but more just sort of hey here's what's happened over the years yeah kind yeah. of thing I thought that was that was really good as well so yeah cool yeah uh my penultimate show that i'll talk about i'll go back to bbc um and it's the sitcom starstruck 
Um, and it stars Rose Matafeo, who is a stand-up comedian from New Zealand. She won um, a few an award, an Edinburgh Best Newcomer Award, about three, four years ago. Um, and she did a season of Taskmaster. She's just a real... I didn't realise she was such a good actress. And she does this show. And I'd give you the setup. This is not a spoiler. So she's a, a girl who lives in London. She makes it through with lots of little bits of jobs to help her sort of carry her money. And she's in a club one night on New Year's Eve. And she pulls this guy. Um, doesn't think anything of it. Wakes up the next morning and sees this big poster in his lounge of him. And... She inadvertently she she slept with a big Hollywood A-lister, um, and she didn't realise it basically. And that's not the spoiler because that's the setup. Uh-huh. The six episodes that follow is about how they find their lives intertwined, and it's not a case of oh my god you're famous I want to be with you. It's not that sort of thing. It's a real sort of are you right for me? Is this situation right? I've got other things going on. He's got other things going on. It's delivered really well. It's got some absolutely great supporting cast. And, I, you know, I don't know all the actors' names, but they were really good. They come forward and they deliver some really good pieces. There is that set of um, a little bit of stand-up style in it. So some of the comedy is delivered really well, and it's quite a visual gag. You've got an amazing cameo from Minnie Driver. Minnie Driver plays his agent. She's only in one episode in two scenes, but she is fantastic. And it's just, I I listened to Rose Matafeo being interviewed saying that having her on the set was one of the best days of her life. But Rose Matafeo is the creator and the writer. She didn't write herself into a scene with her. She said, I could have done that, but I'm not the sort of person who who must be opposite a big star. It didn't serve the storyline, so I'm not going to do it. Um, And that was really good to listen to her say how much effort she'd put in. But no, it's really, really good. I would recommend people to go and watch it um, if they want to be sort of, you know, meet a range of new stars that potentially could go on from here and get some uh, sort of good acting gigs because it's, yeah, it's it's comedy that was filmed entirely through lockdown last winter. You can't tell. You're looking at all these scenes and the interactions and the engagement. You wouldn't be able to tell that it was um, filmed in lockdown conditions, but absolutely recommend it. It's all available on BBC iPlayer um, and six episodes, uh, about 30 minutes per episode. Has it appeared on your screen at all, Matt? Have you heard about it or is that the first time you're hearing about it? I think that's the first time I've heard about it. So um, I'm not familiar with it with it at all. I just want to say something about BBC for, for a minute because you mentioned the it's, shows yeah. on there. Um, yep. like I've I've talked bef- before a lot about their deal with FX, and I won't repeat what I won't beat that dead horse anymore. Um, I think just in general, because you got things like Inside Number Nine as well. Yeah. Now, apart from because where BBC obviously does, they have like trailers after they finish airing something, and then they have you know YouTube and social media to advertise stuff. I think. BBC and this is just from my perspective like some people might find BBC to be a bit different whether it's American imported shows not just FX ones but other ones because they've got like Pretty Little Liars from Freeform and and some other shows as well I think they're absolutely piss poor at advertising really anything unless it's unless it's something like BBC News or documentary or EastEnders which everybody knows what EastEnders is now at this point um I really think they've been quite bad at advertising certain things. And there's a certain points where 
I'll know a show's on BBC and then kind of like forget that it's on there almost, if if that makes sense. But it's with things... I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples about what I've just said. So the only show I watch at the moment on BBC is Inside Number 9. There's been four episodes of this season so far. Every time I go to watch it, I go on iPlayer because I don't like record it off off the Freeview box or anything. I go straight onto uh, onto iPlayer. There was one occasion out of the four so far because there's six episodes for the season, but we've had four so far. There was one occasion where it was in their sort of you know when you open any streaming service and they've got like their big banners of shows of like we want you to watch these things. Obviously, yeah. Um, uh, it's been on there once out of the four weeks, and even from last season, uh, which is when I was actually caught up to the show and, and was watching weekly, I think it was once throughout those six episodes. Um, I remember another week when I went to watch it, and uh, I think it was for last week's episode, where I didn't go to like the search bar or anything, it wasn't in the highlighted areas, that was again just like documentaries, news, and EastEnders. Um, and I remember scrolling down four times, I think it was, down to their comedy section, and it was in the comedy section. Now, it was at the front of the comedy section, so that's good. Um, now, the way I got to it this week was, um, I think I'd start, I think I watched the episode as it was airing, but it gives you the option of watch live and watch from the start. For that one, I went over to channels, so from the menu at the top, went over to BBC Three, and then clicked on it that way. Um, so it's just, even with their own shows when they've, like, just aired, because I usually watch it on the Monday, there was only one occasion recently where I watched it next day on the Tuesday, uh, it's a little bit difficult to find. Now, if I didn't know what the show was, there's no chance I'd probably find, I probably wouldn't have heard of it, because my, uh, one of my mates called, called Barry, who's done some podcasts on here as well, if he hadn't told me the show existed, I, I wouldn't have known, and he told me after, uh, when was it in between sorry before last season because he told me about it i found it on netflix watched the um seasons before that and then last year's season i watched that weekly and then this one weekly so i did my point is they're just making the show itself even for somebody that's actually looking for it on the service and it's like just aired on that monday night i think that's just a little bit weird and a bit difficult to find I think. Uh, what, what's your kind of experience of, of iPlayer? In, in yeah, I mean, they are doing good content. And, and the thing is, I do rely on, like, looking at tweets from people who review TV programs. So, you know, if I see Dave will post something or I see you post something, I'll be, oh, yeah, it's here. It's come up. Or I'll, I sometimes use other websites for, like, when the next comedy's coming up. But I don't believe it's great at telling you when there's a show. I mean, I opened it it doesn't i mean i thought it was used to be quite good at remembering you but i opened it this week and a show a us show where i know i've watched seasons one or two of has come up but it hasn't told me i should continue watching it i just happened to see it in the stream of like ad shows i could watch and i'm like well that's frustrating in the algorithm i've logged in you should know that i watched season one and two just like netflix knocks on your door and says do you know the next season of that show's up? Do you want to watch it? Yeah. BBC should be doing something like that, but they have got a really good platform for picking up where you were last watching it, you know, jumping between devices. You know, we can compare to the terrible, like, usability 
4 and ITV2. So it's got some good qualities. I wonder if they've been pushing a lot of their money into that usability quality in terms of being able to watch the next show and it always staying in the right spot. Hmm. And they haven't put enough money behind promoting, getting the people back in. Like, yeah, how do they target the right audience for the right advert it's not working for me because i have to go and look for it and rely on lists and posts from my peers to remind me when there's a show coming up like you know i've watched mock the week for years and years and years i had to be reminded that the season was back the other week and it was like oh why doesn't iplayer tell me they know that i watch it they've Mm -hmm. been tracking my data it's yeah it's a bit frustrating i get where you're coming from yeah it's it's funny sometimes not all the time, but sometimes with Netflix, I'll sometimes get an email and a notification from the app because I've got the app downloaded and I've got my email in there. Um, and it will say like, hey, let's say like Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Hey, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous season three is out. And then about five hours later, they'll send me a notification through the app. That's a way to sort of say, hey, knocking you know, knocking me over the head and saying, hey, that show that you like, that you watched two seasons of, it's back through it third season. Don't don't forget about it. In fact, there's been some times on Netflix where I have actually watched, um, sorry, not on Netflix, on um, Disney Plus, which also does the same thing, which I get emails from. And I remember, I think it was with Bad Batch last week or something, I'd, I'd watched the episode in the morning, and then even even after I'd watched the episode, they still sent me an email that said, like, hey, don't forget there's a new episode this week. And uh, Apple did the same thing as well, because I'm logged in through my uh, in my Apple app thing. I'd watched, uh, I think it was Mythic Quest and Mosquito Coast, which I watch on, on Fridays on there. And even after I'd watched the episode, they told me about it anyway. So that's, like, the completely different thing as to what... BBC does. I mean, I don't have any like email stuff set up for BBC and ITV, but they should still be tr- doing a better job of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like social media promotion and stuff. So uh, it's just funny that one streaming service, uh, two streaming services, are telling me to watch something when I've already watched it, which I don't mind. You, know, you're trying to tell me to watch something or whatever, or let me know when a new season's out. Um, but yeah, I think ITV and BBC are probably the the worst at at doing that, which we've. Uh, talked about a bit before um did you have one more show you were gonna yes uh, i'm gonna finish off my uh, my discussion of the show with the fantastic love of victor we are just the two weeks away from the return um for its second season and it was a show which i wish we had shows like that when i was a teenager mm, it absolutely yeah. hit all the right spots in terms of like the emotion um it you know, this year already, we've had the absolutely incredible It's a Sin, um, which, you know, touches upon um, all these topics that should be spoken about a little bit more. And now to see, uh, yes, a very Americanized, very, you know, stripped back version of it in terms of trying to make it appropriate for the broader audience. But in essence, about a young teenager discovering their own identity is exactly what was needed. And that last episode really, really got me. I got, got quite emotional. Um, I could understand where the character was coming from, even though he was American in a high school and everything was a little bit different to the situation, obviously, I experienced. But I, I can't wait for season two to come back. And the performances in there are so good, not over the top, really nuanced. You sort of believe everybody and their characters um yes a bit frustrating you're like yeah that would never happen in real life but you know we need a little bit of that in our lives sometimes uh, um mm-hmm. really fighting for a character and having a really good sort of journey um and yeah i'm just absolutely looking forward to season two um which i think if I, my dates are right 18th of june 
Um, so something like that, yeah. 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 So it'll be the perfect um, support to Loki when Loki's back as well. So Disney Plus will be back on regular um, channel hopping when uh, I get to midway through June. And I know that you've watched that as well um, and are a big fan. And you know, so yeah, supporter of Love Victor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a yeah I did a podcast three four weeks ago some, something like that kind of kind of recently and it was called uh, love victor and the importance of diverse uh storytelling and one thing that i really <clears throat> tried to hit the nail on the head with is it's okay for you to do diverse storytelling but if you're gonna if you're gonna make a show specifically for one of those types of audiences like the lgbtq community you've got to make sure that you're actually doing it right. You can't just do something like that for the sake of it to say, hey, yeah, we're trying to serve this audience, but we have no idea what we're doing or whatever, or just trying to do it to sort of appeal, appeal to the audience. You've got to actually make sure that the you know everything is good in the show, the actual story that you're telling and the uh, the writing and everything like that. And uh, I think Love, Victor absolutely hits the uh, nail on the head with that. So does um, It's a Sin as well. I know, I know they do two slightly different kinds of things obviously they're set in like different eras and stuff like that but they they serve the purpose that they're trying to serve very very well with both shows um and uh yeah in terms of like it's a sin and and love victor um the last two episodes i think or a lot of the episodes of it's a sin had me in kind of a blubbering mess and the last especially the last two episodes of love victor really really did hit me right in the uh right in the fields which is good that's what the show was trying to do so if you're yeah. you know as i always say if a show is trying to make you feel something whether it's sadness anger heartfelt whatever emotion the show is trying to feel make you feel if it's trying to make you laugh out loud or whatever um then if it's doing that thing then that's great that's why i always kind of say as well about things like character deaths if there's a character that you really really care about in a show and they die in not necessarily a horrific way but they die and you care about that and you know it makes you feel that sort of thing yes it's sad that your favorite character's gone but you would you know if your favorite character dies in the show and then you go oh okay then you know the show hasn't done a good enough job with sending off whatever character that is so yeah just in terms of like emotional trying to hit those emotional beats and things um the show did an absolutely fantastic job and uh really looking forward to seeing where they go with uh Season two of Love, Victor. Uh, it's it's a sin was a limited thing, wasn't it? There isn't. Yeah, a, yeah. yeah. There won't be a second season. Yeah. I just love how season one ends. That we've got to see the result of what he said in the final mm-hmm. scene. Of, you yeah. know, that's what I loved, and it brings you to sort of want to know where it's going to go. But yeah, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm. That was a see. That's an that's a good, painful, effective way to do a cliffhanger. Now I won't spoil yeah. what the cliffhanger is, but that's one where you're like, oh damn. I really want like the next ten seconds of uh of the show. Um so yeah, that really kind of uh hit me as well. I don't have that one written down, but uh, of course I have because uh, I kinda talked about it recently on that on that podcast. Um but just in terms of um yeah, the kind of experience I had after watching that show as well, it really kind of hit very differently, which again is very, very good. So uh you said that was all the shows that those are those are my six shows uh, my six 30 minute shows that help me get through my commutes and originally uh, really busy times this term so yeah that's a mine awesome uh we're going to take a short little break we're going to do some housekeeping let you know what else we've been up to and then we'll talk about some of my shows and again if you've watched some of these we can do the same thing with that so see you for that in a second Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which 
is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on entertainment talk what have we been doing lately we did a uh, another Breaking Bad podcast today I uh, did that with David, that's for season 2 episode 8 which was for Better Call Saul which is actually the introduction for that character he's of course got his own spin-off show called Better Call Saul, uh, Saul Goodman the character, the sort of lawyer character for the series so uh, that was a very very interesting particular milestone episode for uh, for Breaking Bad itself introducing such a major character who later went on to have his own uh, spin-off series so uh, we talked about that this week uh, This week on Gaming Talk as well we talked about the different gameplay reveals that we saw within the last week which was for Horizon, Forbidden West, Far Cry 6 and Dying Light 2. We also talked about some other lawsuit stuff involving Nintendo and some other things about backwards compatibility and a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, returned to the cinema this week which was very very good after uh, a good few months and I saw A Quiet Place Part 2 and I absolutely loved it. Um, just got that sort of pin drop tension silent sort of nature uh, about it and everything and as I said on the other podcast this week I know this might get a little bit of tiring to sort of hear if you listen to everything we do this week but uh, if you liked the first Quiet Place and you saw that in the cinema please watch this at the cinema it is literally a film that is built for that experience if you watch it for the first time and you watch it at home you will not have the same experience that I did I can guarantee that that will be the case so when it says in the trailers this was built for the cinema experience it's not lying to you because that's the, the very much the case with that so uh, I know not everybody's got the same situation as me in that but if you can go out and see this at the cinema please make sure that you do that because uh, you'll be doing yourself a bit of a disservice otherwise um, are you a fan of any of those uh, Quiet Place or anything the sort of horror um, stuff I never saw quite the original one in the cinema I actually saw it in a hotel room um, and I really huh. enjoyed it um, and so I wanted to see the 
second one. There are other films I want to see at the cinema more. So when I chatted to my friends about our first cinema visit, we were talking quite openly about which ones we probably do want to see um, and which ones we'd probably wait um, until it's on home cinema release. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're lining up some for the, the summer months that we're definitely going to go to our local independent cinema and support them. But, yeah, I, I absolutely love the whole concept behind it. And when I did watch it for the first time, in a hotel, I was like, oh, I, I do understand why people talk so much about the need for it to be in a cinema. Yeah, you, you, I know it's too late for the first one because that was like three years ago. But yeah, yeah, you absolutely have to see those films in the cinema. I think there were some listings for like a double, like a back-to-back viewing in the cinema. So if you can find one of them as well, please do actually do that as well. Because uh, that would be quite an experience to, to experience both of them in the same day in the cinema for the first time. Imagine, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, if you want to hear what I thought about A Quiet Place Part 2, I gave it a must-see rating which is the highest that we can give and uh, really, really enjoyed that. And there's supposed to be a third one on the way. So I'm looking forward to that in a few years time as well. Uh, Over on the football side of things, Man United lost in the cup final to Villarreal, very disappointingly. And uh, I'm going to be doing a wrap up podcast between now and Saturday. Uh, to discuss what happened this season so look out for that as well uh did a podcast speaking of tv stuff did a podcast as well talking about why i stopped watching reality tv uh, i used to watch uh the channel 4 version of big brother and i used to watch made in chelsea which is a very different time to how i feel about those things now uh so i talked about looking back on those experiences why i stopped watching it which was the main topic of the of the episode and uh just talked about how i felt about those shows now and how i felt about them in the past so and also brought up some my tv shows and that sort of thing so you can listen to that if you want to and uh i think uh yeah there was no new fear the walking dead episode this week um we got episode 15 next week for the show because it took a memorial day weekend week off or something like that it's an american show so it did that as well and then the last thing to mention my don't skip review for army of the dead Uh, that one is in certain cinemas but it's mainly a netflix film it's a Zack snyder zombie film so i really enjoyed that as well uh, let's get on to my shows. Uh, one show which I think we both do actually watch. I'm surprised it wasn't in your list. Uh, High School Musical. I haven't got round to season two yet, man. Oh. It's on my list. But yeah, again, so many things have come on. It is on my list. Originally, I thought it was released in March. I had it down on a piece of paper that it was a March release. So I didn't watch it then. But yeah, oh. it's there. It's there to watch. <laughs> but talk, talk away. I'm excited for it. I really, really like this season so far. I really like a lot of things that they're doing. And I tell you what if you want to look at a show that starts off in an energetic fashion they did this big like musical opening for the season two premiere and it just really got you straight right back into things it was so just it's it's one of them shows where it's just when they do the music stuff because it's not all it's not like back-to-back musical performances there is actually story and characters and that sort of thing um but when they go into their musicals they never disappoint with with what they with what they're doing uh, i was going to talk about i was going to talk to you about the play they've decided to do for this season but i won't uh, get into those uh, spoilers for for that if you haven't seen uh, what they're doing yet but um yeah they're doing some interesting stuff with uh, the two kind of main characters i think it's ricky and gabriella i think is the is the main two um there's a few like love interest things going on and I'll just say this as well. When I, when you look at something like High School Musical and you see the sort of sappy uh, teenage romance stuff, I know that that turns a lot of people off from watching things. But when I look at the shows that are actually very good at doing that, I do think of uh, Love, Victor, which isn't as sort of sappy as High School Musical with that. They're a little bit more of a serious sort of 
thing with with that just like the a, a slight change in in tone with i think love victor there uh whereas high school musical is a bit more sort of um slappy sort of uh romance and, and that kind of stuff uh they're probably the two shows that are maybe best at doing that just in terms of that um young teenage kind of uh, like high school romance stuff because you've got shows like chilling adventures of sabrina and riverdale that are just terrible anyway um so they're not really good at they're not really good at anything those those two shows so uh, you can cross those off of that list but um i do think that when some people see that they get kind of like oh i don't want to watch this like soppy romance teenage stuff and it can be a little bit but i tell you what high school musical is actually kind of good at doing especially this this show um it's actually kind of good at doing that in a way what do you think of because i know you haven't seen the second season yet what do you think of high school musicals ability with with that specific thing I in suppose. terms of in terms of how they handle the romance and that yeah i i think it's not too saccharine is it because mm. it's got that unique style um, I ref- I compared it a lot to Modern Family in terms of the way they do the talking to the camera. It's not that oh, overhyped yeah. drama, which is all romantic and saccharine and sweet and lots of incidental music. It- it's got that sort of the way it speaks to you. It sort of breaks the chance of it being too much. Yeah. And you almost yeah. realize that it- this is a drama. This is a performance. Um, and, you know, they do it in a sweet way. I think Love Victor are doing it better at the moment, but that's just obviously a personal opinion. Um, but yeah, I have I have no problems with the way they're doing it because it's I didn't like Riverdale for exactly the reason you're saying. It's too much, too overacted, too dramatic, too unrealistic, <laughs> and yeah. So I was a no to um, Riverdale. I think I survived season one, and I was like, "What is this about?" So oh, you you dipped out before things got just. <laughs> <laughs> just I, I don't even know what word to describe what that show's become and uh i've said that i i haven't watched riverdale since season i think it was season three when they did this dungeons and demogorgon demogorgon whatever it was called and it just got absolutely ridiculous now the, the way i keep up with the show now there's this guy called alex meyer alex myers on uh, youtube and he does like a 10 minute video once a month just going through the main parts of the show uh and that's kind of the way i keep up with sort of the ridiculousness but the way he does it is sort of you can safely laugh at what they're doing as opposed to just being annoyed at the bad writing but uh yeah if i I don't know if you know what riverdale's like now but goodness me that show has turned into just something different (laughs) so yeah yeah something just uh again i i don't know what word is best to use to describe it it's just become something very weird and uh yeah so i'm looking forward to the next alex myers video actually he's probably put one on youtube but youtube's probably not told me so i'll have to go and look at that <laughs> yeah because youtube's quite bad at uh speaking of subscriptions that tell you when new things are out youtube is, is quite bad at that as well so um but i agree with what you said a minute ago i, I do think love victor's better at doing uh, or is uh, overall i think is a better show obviously high school musical's got their musical angle to it and love victor doesn't do that uh, but yeah, I do think Love Victor handles that better, and I do think Love Victor's a, a better show overall. But High School Musical is more kind of the it, it just goes for a bit more fun stuff. Not to say Love Victor isn't fun, but Love Victor goes for some more of that like serious kind of yeah. uh, representation sort of stuff. So yeah, but uh, it's it, it's it's just a good time. 
High School Musical, especially when they, because the way they go from, okay, do a bit of story, develop the characters, do a bit of romance stuff, then go into a nice big sort of musical set piece, and that kind of breaks things up kind of nicely as well, so... It's very, very good. Uh, speaking of other good comedy shows, uh, I did mention Apple TV Plus on this week's Geek Town. Uh, a show that I want to mention that I'm also watching on there is uh, Mythic Quest. Which, if you don't know what that is, that's essentially these people that work in this office type of space. And they're a video game development company. And uh, it's quite nice the amount of times they do reference real life games and everything. Like Red Dead Redemption and uh, like God of War and a bunch of other stuff. And there's even... Um, Throughout like their office that they've got, they've got like cardboard cutouts of different characters and that sort of thing. And uh, now and again, the show will break away and do these mini little cutscenes of their own game. It's, it's like this online fantasy uh, MMORPG type thing. Um, and they sort of show cutscenes and bits and pieces from it. But uh, it, it's it's in the same vein as something like... Um, Zoe's playlist or, or Zoe's extraordinary playlist, things like Good Place and um, what's the other show I was going to mention that's similar to that? Uh, I can't think of the other one that I was going to mention, but it's it's very much got that sort of feel to it, and the chemistry, but the comedic chemistry between the cast is fantastic. The characters bounce off each other really, really well. The episodes, speaking of like short episodes, which you kind of um, were talking about with with yours. Uh, the thirty-minute episodes—they just—they go like that. I think uh, every episode I've watched so far for the show, for season one and for season two, it's one of those watches where you know when you're watching something and you're really like in the moment, you're into it, and you're like completely focused on it, and then the credits come up like that, and you think, "Oh, the episode's finished," <laughs> which which is always a very very good thing because it means that you weren't like clock watching or anything like that. And uh, if if the time's gone so fast when you've watched. You know, an episode, it must mean you're, you're very, very into it. But that's always a good sign when you're, when you're really yeah. into something and watching it. And you're like, oh, the credits came up. Oh, damn, no episode for another week. <laughs> so uh, that's very good. Have you, I know you don't have Apple TV Plus, but have you uh, heard of Mythic Quest at all? I have. I've heard some great reviews. I've heard some reviews that a lot of people maybe have avoided season one because of its name it may have put some people off but they've come back in season two and they've dropped the sub name am i hearing along the right rumors and it's picked up a bigger sort of following now it's still called mythic quest so wasn't it they, like they... raven's banquet or something am i oh yeah between the different they, that's like the sort of dlc name within the show because obviously they're working on okay. the next expansions for their game uh so they do change that but the show's still called mythic quest so okay. uh, i just yeah. heard this yeah so that when they gave that big title at the start it put some people off um and now but yeah it's on my list it's a long line i think there's about four apple tv programs that are on my list for when i eventually do for you know venture into that subscription service mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember when i first signed up to it and I hadn't heard David talk about it yet. Because when David started telling me what it actually was, I got more interest. I remember when I was sort of browsing Apple TV uh, Plus and I came across the show and it didn't quite... I don't think it's maybe marketed itself very well. Because I remember when I looked at it, I hadn't looked at a trailer, so maybe I should have done that. But I sort of looked at like posters for it and stuff and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Like I, I couldn't really tell if I clicked on it what I was sort of watching, but maybe I should have, you know, played the trailer and actually seen what it was like. Um, but it's sort of a perfect. I don't know if you saw the show Silicon Valley. Yeah, I love Silicon Valley. Just the same thing, but works in like the has the Pied Piper business or whatever it was. 
Um, it's sort of a good replacement for that, but switches it up to where it's about uh, video game development instead. So I'm I'm really really enjoying that, and uh, I think they're almost halfway through the second season already. Again, it is when the seasons fly by and the episodes fly by, you know that you're really really enjoying it. So yeah, yeah, definitely. it's been very good. Uh, moving on to a bit of Star Wars, uh, which I know is your favourite thing. <laughs> uh, there's a new show that's called Bad Batch that started on there, and this is essentially kind of a continuation, I think, of Clone Wars. Now, I've seen about a season and a half or something of Clone Wars, and I didn't, like, quit watching their show. I just sort of started watching it less frequently as it kind of went on. Nothing against the show. There's just, like, seven seasons and 24 episodes, and I was like, okay, a bit, bit much at the moment to kind of try and get through. Um, it is quite approachable if you haven't seen um, Clone Wars because, like I said, it, it's kind of a sequel show to that and does continue. I think from the the seasons because they end this character, these characters that are called like the the Bad Batch or whatever, they were introduced in that show, and this is kind of a continuation spin off of that. So, given that I knew nothing about these characters before. And I'm quite enjoying the show. is is quite good. Um, they sort of try to now. If I understand kind of what's happened correctly, because Star Wars lore can get a bit like weird and confusing at, at certain points. They've tried to break away from the um, like the Empire's team. I can't remember what it's actually called at, at the moment. I don't, it's not the Rebel Alliance. I think that's that's the other group. I'm probably making myself look stupid right now. But um, they've tried to sort of break away from that group, and it it starts from. Uh, this quite iconic Star Wars moment, which is the Order 66 thing, uh, which is where this, like, execution of, I think it was Jedi's was ordered and that sort of thing, and that's been shown across different, uh, pieces of media of Star Wars, like, there was the video game Jedi Fallen Order, we saw it in that, we saw it, obviously, in the, in the main, uh, Skywalker Saga films and stuff, and you've seen it in, like, different TV shows and things, it's quite a sort of a big... From what I understand, it's quite sort of a big turning point for the Star Wars series. Uh, but I'm enjoying the characters. I think they're kind of interesting and, and unique and different. And uh, they all gel pretty well together within this kind of group and stuff. And again, considering I knew nothing about any of them, uh, it's been quite it's quite sort of welcoming to new people is, is what I'd say. So if you haven't like seen Clone Wars or if you haven't seen the films or if you haven't seen Mandalorian or something, you can probably go in here the same way that I did. Uh, with not much knowledge of the characters and uh, still quite enjoy it. So uh, there's that one. Uh, Dollface we already talked about. I've uh, got a few more left. Um, Solar Opposites, which we kind of talked about a bit on Geek Town. Uh, what do you think of the season two overall that they I, just finished? <laughs> Embarrassingly, it's another one I haven't started yet. I, I'm genuinely so busy and there was loads of new series that I, I oh, sort so, of... Solar, uh, Solar Opposites. Yeah, I, I sort of... Yeah, Solar Opposites. I, I finished season one but didn't yeah um and i know it's just finished so i am behind oh, so. okay all right yeah um but no that was that was a pretty good season as well uh solar opposites uh they ended the season in quite an interesting way sort of teasing this uh holiday episode that they're gonna do uh they cu- had a couple of wall episodes which were quite good i know that you enjoyed some of them from yeah, uh, the episodes, from season yeah. one so yeah it's just good it's just good kind of Rick and Morty-esque sort of fun. It's from the same people, pretty much. So that was quite good as well. Uh, Big Sky, do you watch that? Yeah, I've watched all of the heart first half. I haven't quite got into the second half yet, but I do know it's out there. Yeah, yeah, they've started... How many episodes have there been? I think it's 9 and 10, so the two re- return episodes I think they've done so far. Uh, kind of a little bit of a change from the first half of the season. They're still doing the main kind of plot line and all that. 
uh, where they're looking for that person. I won't go into like spoilers about that or anything, uh, which has been interesting. They've sort of added this new plot line, which is trying to connect to the existing plot line. And although it's introduced, I'm pretty sure, a bunch of new characters, um, I kind of like where they're going with it. Um, it's just a little bit different, and it does take an episode or two to sort of get used to the new plot line. I, I think it's one of the best new shows of, of the year um, so far with, with what they've done with that. Um, were you impressed with the episodes that you've seen so far? Yeah. I really liked it. I like how they went with the story. I remember chatting today very briefly about how they're going. Are they going to turn this? There's two ways they could turn this. They could turn this into a procedural um, if they want it sort of longstanding. And we have the two characters in their dimension as a procedural uh-huh. like buddy type cops. Or they have to move the story on in a different direction and end it after one or two seasons. It it would be really tough to see this go on and on and on and on. They would need to resolve that first half of the season in a really neat way to be able to say, yeah, this was our original intention. You don't want it to become a lost really. You know, lost had an idea, but just due to popularity, they stretched it out too far and it lost its quality. Um, So that's what I'm trying to say. It's, It's a good season. Find the right way to deal with it rather than, ruining it for the sake of just wanting to make the money mm-hmm. yeah i could sort of i remember when i was watching the show in some of the earlier episodes and you could see that the plot line could only that current plot line could only last so long i always kind of got this sense that now the show's not quite gone to this point yet but it could in terms of it feels like there's this bigger almost network of how can i kind of describe them the human traffickers that are these these lorry drivers and that Mm. which is sort of what you have with the with the start of this um uh with the sort of the start of the first season so i always thought that even if they got away from let's say the main bad guys that are in it now um from some of the conversations that those two say villains had it felt like there was more people outside of that little group of the two of them um, to where we'd maybe see some other, some more of those characters. Because there was a point in one of the episodes where one of them was going to go and meet or they'd like set up a, a meeting or an, an arrangement with somebody else from the outside that was involved with the group. I don't think they got to that meeting and then obviously other things happened. So I yeah. always got the sense that even even if you killed off the two main villains or whatever you wanted to do or whatever, that that could kind of pick up from other people on on the outside. I always just got the sense that that was what they were going for. And and even if like the current like uh, people that are captured in that, even if they died or survived or or got away, that you could just kind of introduce new ones. And what I thought they were going to do with was with um this Cassie and I can't remember the other female detective's name. That you could continuously use those two characters to continuously hunt down this bigger network. So when you're talking about the procedural element of that, that would very much turn that into a procedural. But I think as long as you stuck with them doing that, like it didn't really matter who the main two bad guys were because you could just introduce new ones, maybe. Uh, And then you could do a few seasons of that. Now, I don't know if I'd want five or eight or ten seasons of that. Obviously, there's only so long you can do that kind of thing. And I wouldn't want it either to turn into a sort of just 
normal police procedure where they're arresting somebody for something and then next week they're arresting somebody else for something because uh, then it would just kind of turn into a bit of a, a bit of a different show so mm. uh, do you think the show could do kind of what I just mentioned which is use like a bigger network of these characters and have the main two detectives chase that down sort of thing yeah if if that's their I think if that's said I suppose it's hard to say I'm just sort of spewing it like if that was their plan all along and you know they pitched it that if they get the first nine ten episodes then this is a direction it's going to go on I just do not want them to have gone in with like an idea and the network gone you're doing so well we're going to throw more money of you can you create another season and Uh because that then weakens the quality of the story yeah so I'm hoping that this stretch into the second half of the first season and if it has been renewed for a second season, it has got quality it story has, yeah. behind it and the writers want it. I don't want it to be um, sort of another season for the sake of another season. That That's my sort of argument there. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if it works and the writers already always had that plan, let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has been, it has been renewed for a second season. Um, but uh, yeah, if they get to like a third season or something, and then ABC says, "Hey, we want you to do a fourth, but they don't have any ideas for a fourth or a third or whatever," yeah, that that's the kind of territory that you just mentioned that I don't want them to sort of get into. So, yeah, because if there's a good end to the story of this whole network of uh, human trafficker drug, uh, not drug driver, uh, uh, truck drivers and that. Um, if there's an actual end point to that where they sort of like expose that group or whatever, then that's that's fine with me if that's sort of the end point. So, yeah. uh, two other Disney Plus shows here, both are kind of sports shows. Um, I mentioned these on Geek Town. One of them's actually had its uh, season finale now. Uh, one of them I think has got one more episode left. Uh, the first one's called Big Shot. It's this kind of uh, basketball show. Uh, now I explained on Geek Town. I think it was last week. The kind of strange setup with this. So let me, for those that didn't hear the episode or, or whatever, I'll uh, I'll explain it here. So you got this football coach who was in charge of this big league kind of team and everything. Uh, the referee made a decision in one of the games, and the coach threw a chair at the referee, which obviously will get you into some trouble. Uh, he got fired from that job and sort of demoted. Uh, the job that he got demoted to was to teach. Um, young i don't know how young they're supposed to be but these teenage girls that are doing that are in a basketball team for high school it was just that sort of strange choice to go from um uh, and and i don't know if this is based on like a book or, or whatever or if this is based off some sort of source material or something just that change alone was kind of a little bit strange and the the funny thing about that is in the first say two to three episodes almost everyone in the show is sort of like okay yeah this is a bit strange like why is he here um but the way the character gets told about it is sort of okay this is your punishment and sort of demotion that because uh, he doesn't really see the at, at first obviously they d- develop the characters later on he sort of goes to this high school and thinks like oh this is like a nothing sort of league for me to teach and he kind of looks down on the situation um but like he kind of grows into the you know uh, the the job later on, and you know the, the characters start getting more chemistry and that sort of thing, and it it becomes a lot better. But it was just this strange thing where e- even the I think the principal of the school, which I, I'm pretty sure is uh, y- Yvette Nicole Brown, 
who who plays the character and even she was sort of like yeah we don't quite exactly want you here but that was the rule that was sort of determined so you're here but like you know don't mess this up because then if you mess this one up after messing up before you'll be even further down uh which probably means not having a basketball coach job at all because i don't know where else you go from a teaching a high school or whatever um but yeah the the show kind of moves past that eventually everyone kind of gets used to the situation and it becomes a bit more sort of normal um but i just found that interesting that me and sort of some of the others as as viewers were like this is a bit strange and then you watch the show and everybody else on the show is like yeah this is a bit strange (laughs) um so i i found that quite interesting but yeah they um the way I kind of described him as well on Geek Town, I know that you don't know much about, like, I don't know if you know much about football and, and that sort of thing. But uh, there's a football manager called Jose Mourinho who's been kind of, he's been through a few teams in the last couple of years, let's say that, because he's not done a very good job. It's sort of like if you took Jose Mourinho, toned down his toxi- toxicity quite a lot, because he's a far less toxic character than, than what Jose Mourinho, the, the real person, is. And sort of um, made him fit more within modern day sports is is the way I'd kind of describe it. So, um, have you like okay. heard of the show at all or, or anything? Um, I think I heard of it. It, it didn't interest me. Um, things about sports don't normally interest me. Mm. I've heard loads of things, for example, that I, I should go and watch Ted Lasso or Lasso. Um, but I, it's just the whole idea of the sports thing don't normally puts me off because I'm just not a sporty person. And mm-hmm. um, unless it was about tennis, which is the only sport I really tune into, it's something that doesn't really interest me. I know that some people also talk about the Mighty Ducks as well. And again, I'm just not. It doesn't fascinate me in a way that something about drama or musical sort of element that i would enjoy more mm-hmm. that's fair enough yeah uh speaking of mighty ducks that's the next show on my list oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh mighty ducks game changer this is sort of a cobra kai style sequel to the old films because the old disney films the, the mighty ducks films uh same thing with with cobra kai there was the old uh karate kid films and then they made the sequel series which is uh cobra kai which is on netflix so same kind of situation with that um I think Mighty Ducks is possibly a better show out of these two because uh, there is a lot of comparisons to be made. I know that th- this is a, a nice hockey one and Big Shot is uh, is is basketball. Uh, now this is, uh, I think it was, is it Lauren Graham? Is, yep. She played, uh, was it Joan? Am I remembering from that right? From Zoe's, yeah. For, from Zoe's extraordinary playlist, the, uh, the boss there. And uh, she went to this show and it sort of interrupted her progress with uh, Zoe and stuff and she had to do this kind of full time. Um, so she's the kind of mum, coach, mother figure of this, um, of this show. Basically this, this, she's got her son and, uh, he was trying to get into the, the Mighty Ducks team itself. The coach actually turns around in the, I think it's in the pilot episode and says like, your son's not good enough basically. And, uh, a very famous part that comes up next is telling him like, don't bother which is quite a harsh thing to say to a young person who wants to get into sport but that's what he said nonetheless and his mum who tries to sort of like carefully skate into the middle of this ice rink without falling over in front of everybody kind of starts giving him a lecture and that sort of stuff and uh she's like don't bother what do you mean like don't bother like how dare you sort of say that rightfully so like you shouldn't really say don't bother to to a young person trying to get into sport or a young person trying to do anything in general and uh, she, with her son, decides to form a new team called the Don't Bothers. So kind of going off from, from what he uh, 
said to her son as to what he should do. And then he tries to get a bunch of his friends from school to form this new team called the Don't Bothers, who try to compete in the same league as the Mighty Ducks, which is this the guy I mentioned a minute ago, his team. They're all they all think they're like high and mighty and all like the best and, and all that kind of stuff. And um it basically just goes from there. But the the interesting thing with the character development and everything is in the first couple of, couple of episodes, you see that not only are some of his friends kind of hesitant to join this team, some of them can't skate. So trying to go from being able to skate to actually compete in an ice uh, hockey competition is you know quite a quite a difference. So you see that development over a period of time, and uh, it's it's quite a good show. I really like the season finale. I really like what they did in that episode. I won't spoil what they did there, but I thought that was a really good end to the season and a really good setup for the next season. Um, and uh, yeah, it's got a lot of kind of <coughs> things obviously to compare with uh with big shot and that sort of thing but uh and the same thing kind of with cobra kai you don't really have need to have watched the mighty ducks films i mean i don't think i saw them uh i don't if i did i don't like remember them well or it's been a long time uh, and i sort of stepped into the series quite fresh so if you like haven't seen the films either it'll be a good uh stepping on point for you as well um any thoughts on this i have you like heard of it or whatever yeah, I heard of it all. Um, obviously, there was a, of the, a lot of the chat about Lauren Graham. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the sports element put me off and, and because it's American sports as well. But it's that extra division. Like, I, I find it harder to connect with. I never even watched the, the films when they were on either. So, again, I'm, I sort of missed the boat with it. I, I feel the same about Cobra Kai. I didn't really watch Karate Kid when I was younger, even though a lot of my friends did. It didn't really interest me as much. And then I know everyone's loving Cobra Kai. So sometimes I'm like, should I? Should I go and watch that and catch up? But it's just about the timings and things I've got to watch. You know, some of the things I've said today, which are on my list, they just don't go high up the priority list because there are other things above it, which I prefer to watch. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's those two are on uh, Disney Plus. They're not star shows; they are actually Disney Plus uh, series as well. So those were pretty good. Uh, I think Big Shots finale is this week. I think so. Sometimes it's difficult to tell if something's eight or ten episodes without actually looking it up. So yeah, because um, the weird thing with Disney Plus is they'll keep like putting these episodes out weekly. And then on like the banners at the top, sometimes if you scroll through those and look at the show that you've been watching, it will say all episodes available, which means that episode that went out that week was the was the finale. So, um, but yeah, some of them have been eight, some of them have been ten. I'm pretty sure Big Shot's finale is uh, is next week. Just going back to Big Shot briefly for a minute as well. It was struggling, I think, for a few episodes to just kind of focus itself. I think the most recent episode, though, the one that went out on Friday was probably the strongest one um they they did a lot of really good stuff with character development and uh some uh, interesting sort of tactical stuff as well with um with the sport see the thing the funny thing is for me because i mainly focus on watching football the main united and sort of following like premier league and everything like that which is enough of in of itself to, to try and follow so even though i'm not really into ice hockey or basketball it still is interesting to see the sort of coaches try to because they do actually get like whiteboards out and they try and come up with all these tactics and everything so um that stuff does quite interest me as well so because it's still some of the same stuff like trying to get your players to move certain ways or pass the ball or the hockey thing whatever sort of way so i i still kind of take some interest in it for for those things as well so and seeing if the teams win or lose with each episodes so 
those have been good. Uh, moving on to last thing, another Apple TV Plus show, uh, The Mosquito Coast. Now, I read on Twitter somebody today said the finale is, I think, this week or next week. Uh, and it's had, I think, five episodes so far. Uh, it got renewed for a second season. I think it was today it got renewed for a second season, which is great. Uh, David sent me, like, a, um, a message or something to say it was renewed. This is kind of Apple TV Plus's attempt to do a Ozark Breaking Bad-esque sort of show. Oh, okay. Um, and it's very, very good at doing that. It does it in its own kind of style as well. Um, and this has got uh, Justin Thoreau in it. He was the lead of uh, Leftovers and he's been in some other different things here and there. Uh, this is about him and his family. He has made this deal with somebody, this like person from this shady uh, organization or whatever, to get him and his family where was it to i think it was to mexico i think that's where they said they were they were trying to get get, get to and in the first couple, couple of episodes he tries to say to his family like hey we're gonna be kind of on the run and you have to say goodbye to your like life as you know it sort of thing so like say goodbye to your friends and family and that sort of thing but kind of promises on the other side that you'll be able to kind of do whatever you want with your life once we're there so it's this sort of almost like this promised land sort of thing of hey you like your life at the moment you'll have to leave everything behind that you've got but you're gonna have a lot of benefits kind of on the other end now the funny thing is with the show i've either missed something or it hasn't been revealed yet he is trying to get away from this other group of people which is one of the main reasons he's also leaving is not to just try to get to this promised land whether it's actually a promised land in the end we don't quite know yet because the season hasn't finished but um, I've either missed something or the show hasn't revealed it. But we don't know what he did yet and why this organization is after him. Now, the reason I say I'm not sure if it's been revealed yet, or, like, I, I don't think I've missed what that is, is because every single time one of his family members or somebody else that tries to help him out along the way asks, like, okay, what did you do and why are we on the run? He completely refuses to answer the question. And why I'm saying that I don't think it's been revealed is I don't remember a scene where he explained or it was explained as to why he's on the run. So I don't think I've missed that. Maybe that was like really, really early in the pilot episode and I missed it or something. But I don't think that I did. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it should get all revealed hopefully by the like end of the season in terms of, OK, why is he actually on the run? Because there's two kind of questions for the season. This sort of promised land that he's pro promised his family, will that actually be what he's described? Hopefully it will be, because they've gone through hell and back to try and get there. And what did he do uh, in order to, to be on the run? Because he's got kind of a cartel-esque sort of group after him. Again, sort of Breaking Bad, Ozark sort of-esque with, with that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the last couple of episodes have really, really turned things up to 10 um, it was sort of an eight or nine, depending you know, week to week, sort of very, very, very good, and it's really got itself to a particular story point where like people are really close to catching them and they're barely getting out of situations alive, which isn't good for the characters, but makes for some really good television. And uh, I won't spoil last week's episode, but there was a particular just like really hitting sort of scene, if if that makes sense, and. Uh, yeah that was uh it was quite eventful the the most the most recent episode so um again i know that you haven't seen this one have you have you heard of it at all um, i've heard of it i've heard i've read a couple of the reviews but again not having apple 
public TV um, means I haven't had a chance. I'm, I'm not sure. I love Melissa George, um, who plays his wife, I believe. Um, I, think so. I think she's a phenomenal actress, but I just haven't had the the space to consider whether that would be. If I was turning on Apple Plus for the first time, I'd be going for things like the morning show first. Mm, um, that's good that'd be, yeah, that would be my sort of go-to before I'd go to a program like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you what though, this isn't me trying to like push you onto Apple TV Plus, but they're really killing it with with the content. And I did a podcast talking about that exact thing about two weeks ago. Because um, at the because Apple TV Plus is fairly new, it's about as new as what Disney Plus is. I think they launched around about the same time. Um, they really are kind of going for quality over quantity. Whether or not that would change later on, you know, if you look at Apple TV Plus in five years, it might be totally different, but. Um, there isn't a ton of stuff on there, but the stuff that's on there is just really, really good. And as I said on Geek Town, um, what, what was what was the show? For All Mankind is the only show that hasn't really like clicked for me, but everything else I've really, really enjoyed that I've watched on there, including uh, Mosquito Coast. Now, I will say that the first couple of episodes, I remember when I read a bit of um, Alan Seppelmore's review... And he kind of described it as a slow-paced Breaking Bad. So I went into it thinking, okay, expect something Breaking Bad-esque, but expect it to be slower-paced. It does do that for the first, I'll say, two to three episodes, and then things really kind of start heating up quite a bit. And uh, it's well worth sticking around for. So oh, good. Oh, I've, good. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. So uh, that's yeah. all my shows. Um, quite a lot of things there. Yeah, so. fantastic. I mean, definitely the summer, If I if my plan goes well, I would definitely be getting apple for the summer um when i have a nice six weeks off of work so i will um sort of try and get through some of those programs then mm-hmm. yeah definitely um something which i've kind of just noticed actually on my list i've got no netflix shows have you got any on your list did you have um, one i had one didn't i which one was it interesting um <laughs> special the only one on netflix was special um, yeah, I, I haven't been watching huge amounts on Netflix recently. I know season five of Kim's Convenience has just dropped on there today, which is something I've watched before. And this is the final season that got unceremoniously axed due to lockdown, which was really sad. Uh. Um, it's a Korean sitcom um, and it's got um, our future Shang-Chi is in it um, from uh. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's how he sort of got discovered. That's how he sort of... Um, got himself going so he's a canadian korean actor um and yeah i i started those in i think lockdown one or lockdown two i can't remember which one and (laughs) i absolutely inhaled four seasons 20 25 minutes sitcom based episodes uh all about this korean family who live in canada and run us run a store and it's it's brilliant and you know and yeah so that's just dropped but yeah there's not huge amounts jumping i've watched more films through network netflix than i have tv programs recently Mm. See, it's weird for me with Netflix where there is things I want to watch on there, things like Ozark um, and uh, the new season of Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. Mm. And there's there's a couple other things, well, like Carmen Sandiego, which I'm like two seasons behind on. There's the uh, Dota show, which is based on the game as well. I just keep getting pulled back into Apple and to Disney. Those are my sort of two points at the moment. Because uh, even since things like Invincible, I have not really used... Um, Amazon Prime, so I've just I've just mainly been on this Apple TV Plus train, and yeah, I'm kind of trying to make the most of my free trial until December, but yeah. um, 
but uh, yeah, I just keep getting pulled into into those shows. So. I've just been you know, watching loads of now. Uh, I recently sort of re got went onto Amazon Prime to do Invincible, and currently watched Underground Railroad. Um, but yeah, when there is so much out there, you have to really choose which one you're going to concentrate on. And you know, now for me has got a lot of the procedural stuff I'd like to watch, and those are the things I can put by in the background. But yeah, I've been getting a lot of BBC, like those quick thirty minute shows, are really handy for the commute or for an evening when I get home and I'm really tired and I can't think. Um, so yeah, I, I think wonder if Netflix, I use it more when I come back into the summer months. Hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you something as well in terms of ITV and BBC, which we've touched on here. Now that Superstore's Superstore's finished, there's nothing on ITV that I watch now because the other thing years ago was Broadchurch, which finished ages ago. Mm. Uh, there's nothing else on ITV that I watch. Uh, most of which is like game shows, which some of the game shows are pretty good, you know, like catchphrase and that sort of stuff, whatever. I uh, don't watch any of them Real Housewives things or, or whatever, you know, those, those kind of things. Um, and BBC, apart from Inside Number 9, which has only got two more episodes, there's nothing else on that that I that I really watch. But like, like I said, for me, mainly it's been Disney Plus and uh, Apple TV Plus. So, but uh, I, I have no idea when I'll next use the ITV Hub. I've no idea at all. Yeah. I mean, I've got a list of like some really well-reviewed dramas on there, but it's finding the time, and I'll only ever do that when I've yeah. got the Hub Plus because I hate the advert system. Um, so I know a few weeks ago I wanted to watch one drama that they put on there called The Pembrokeshire Murders, which is probably a year old now. It's three episodes, so I had to literally make sure i had in my weekend a good block of two and a half hours where i could watch that and i had Mm -hmm. the itv plus subscription on so it meant i could watch it without adverts and so i do things like that and so i rack them up rather than watch them live and put them on but there's so much like entertainment stuff that's going out there and flicking between channels at the weekend they were showing some sort of people in outfits dancing and it was just like what what is going on with itv when they used to have i don't know know, they used to have such good content and you know i think i I watched saturday night takeaway recently um that's a good program to have in the background a huge fans of that but i didn't even watch celebrity this year i didn't watch i'm a celeb um and normally i i check in on that and sort of um see how things are going but yeah didn't even watch that this year Hmm. yeah something else i want to say as well for itv because i'm not i'm not getting their pub plus thing or whatever it's called i'm not doing that I remember when I, I <clears throat> went to sit down, I was about six episodes or something behind on Superstore, and I thought, okay, I'll, I might not watch them all, but I'll watch as many as I can tonight. I'm sure there was two back-to-back episodes where, you know, because there's a 20-minute show and they take a break about 10 minutes in. I think back-to-back two episodes, for each one, they probably had about 15 adverts, and I'm not, like, it was just advert after advert after advert, and I thought, these are, this has got to end soon, yeah. hasn't it? I was I was really surprised. Like, it's and they're just... probably the same adverts as well on a cycle. Some of them were, yeah. 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 So it was like, wow, it's too much. It's too much. Ridiculous, yeah. Uh, last kind of point I want to mention as well is I do still see weirdly online a lot of people just saying like, I've got nothing to watch. There's nothing to watch. Um, oh. I don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, like, well, like, I'm not. I'm not judging or criticizing anybody, but I don't quite know what you're doing if you haven't got anything to watch. Yeah. Um, that always kind of just confuses me a bit so yeah odd, it, think of all the things that we've just talked about like just now <laughs> and some things that we haven't got to yet and uh i don't know that always amazes me so uh but hey if you are in a position where you don't think you've got much to watch we've just talked about a whole bunch of stuff so go and check uh some of that out i suppose 
uh, I think that's everything that we've got. Um, I was going to say if we should recommend a show each, but we have just talked about a bunch of stuff. So um, did you want to do that, or do you think we've talked yeah, about Yeah, I mean, I here? would just say Starstruck. You know, if it's something, if people want to find something they're probably not prepared for or hasn't been hugely mainstream advertised, go look for Starstruck. So. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, that's everything we've got. Uh, Gray, thank you very much for joining me today. Hopefully thank we can do her. this again at some point soon. I uh, don't know when exactly. Uh, maybe when E4 decides to talk about decides to show Zoe or something like that. Yeah, oh, I don't we know. can only hope that yeah. comes soon. Yeah. Or Harley Quinn, the second season. Yeah. Maybe they forgot they had it. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, you can find other podcasts that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So please look out for all of those. Uh, if you want to support what we do here on Entertainment Talk and all the podcasts, that will be great. There's a lot of different options for you. You can either just use word of mouth or social media. Uh, just let people know about what we do and where they can find it. So different podcasts and where they can find these podcasts. So please tell them about that. Social media, you can use all different platforms that you use. There's no shortage of them. So you can use uh, those different ones and tell people on social media about our podcast as well. That would be really, really helpful, whether it's retweeting or sharing or just simply posting links to different places. That will help us out as well. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on WordPress as well. Uh, basically, if you create a free, a free, sorry, WordPress account, you can simply sort of follow us on there. You don't need to go onto WordPress afterwards. You'll get email alerts when we upload new content. So if you don't have like social media or anything like that, or if you don't use like iTunes and podcast services, uh, you can also just use your email and you'll be notified when we post a new episode and uh, follow us that way as well. So it's a pretty helpful method as well. Uh, you can also support us through Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So please check that out. Uh, as we mentioned a bunch of times, uh, David does... Uh, um, run uh, Geek Town, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio for your TV and film news. Uh, speaking of Geek Town Radio, episode 300 was this week, which had me, you and David himself on it. Uh, there was a quiz. I won't tell you who won the quiz because that will kind of be a spoiler for that episode. Uh, but that was really, really fun to do. I really, really enjoyed doing that. That was uh, that was brilliant. So um, I'm assuming you enjoyed yourself on that one as well. I, I did for most of it, yes. Yep. It was a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a really, really fun episode. And uh, go and check that out on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio on iTunes. Those post on Tuesdays. So look out for those, but please make sure to check out this week's episode before next week's episode. So uh, check that one out as well. Uh, Bex, who's also part of Geektown and Entertainment Talk, uh, she streams daily at the moment over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and give her a follow over there. You can also find me on Twitch streaming different video games, eTalk UK on Twitch. You can find me on there, subscribe to both of us for free, and you can get up to updated uh, when we go live and that sort of thing. Uh, if you miss my archive streams, you can find them later on YouTube. I need to put a few of them on there. But uh, if, you miss the ar- if you miss the live streams, you can find them archived later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Uh, that's not quite it yet. Uh, where can people find you, Gray? If they, if they want, to want to, yeah. If they want to come and follow me on Twitter, I'm at Gray the Geek. I'm normally complaining about consumer issues, but occasionally putting up my reviews or what I'm doing at the weekends. Um, and then you can see me on many episodes of Geek Town. Um, I appear normally once a month on Geek Town, and nine previous episodes on Entertainment Talk. If you look back and find out when I appeared on these, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, if you want to find Gray's previous episodes, if you're listening on the website, uh, just scroll down. Gray will be tagged in the categories. You click on that, 
and then you'll be taken to his archive list. Of course, if you click on mine, you'll be in there forever because there's so <laughs> many episodes. <laughs> but uh, if you want to find Gray's previous appearances, some other TV talks and that sort of thing, you can click on that and find them, find him through that as well. So uh, check that out. And uh, that's everything. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.